Hello, my name is Miguel Resendiz. I'm a marketing professional, entrepreneur, and the host of this podcast, Midcast, a program where we discuss how to monetize your talent, ideas, and show examples of people who have successfully done so in the past. In this podcast, we aim to bring the best business and life insights to help you materialize your goals. An open mind will go a long way in this program, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready for the show. How's it going, Rio? I'm good, thank you. And you? I'm very good. Yeah, it's nice to see you here once again. Absolutely. Nice to see you too. Well, we're roomies, so I guess we see each other all the time. Well, all the time doesn't mean we speaking every day, every night, you know. Um, there, there are times or even weeks where we don't uh, talk to each other at all. And there are sometimes we don't see each other um, for such a long time. We just don't, um, we just don't realize that even if we're living together, we are still not exchanging words um, incessantly, continuously, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the healthiest way you can live with someone. Because, I don't know, like, I think if you get too much of someone, at least for me, you're just going to get tired of it, I think. Like, it gets all the, it gets to me all the time like sometimes i have a girlfriend or something and if we, if i see her every day it gets really difficult so yeah kind of having a having a long distance relationship was something that i think was fitting for me uh, oddly enough but anyways i wanted to really get you here rio because uh for so long I heard in SFU that I was really lucky to be studying business. And I heard that a lot of the times from people who were studying biology or chemistry because they were in the sciences. And kind of the, the reason behind it was that they always thought that it was very difficult to get a job in the sciences or, you know, like a real job in the sciences kind of. And I wanted to, I know that you have one and you're actually doing um, something really useful for society at the moment. So how would you describe your journey and what would you say to the people who, you know, are planning to study in the sciences, and, but at the same time are scared of not being able to get a job? Oh, uh, thank you. Well, um... Well, that's 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 a really interesting thing. I need to uh, formulate what I have to say uh, in my head right now. But uh, definitely, getting a job for me was very tough. Um, realistically, um, although it really depends on the individual, but in my case, probably that was one of the toughest and the most mentally challenging. Uh, phase of my life but also um the i think this is the part where i felt like i grew up the most um sure i i was lucky you know i i was never a bright student in high school or in university um well in high school i was got into trouble you know stealing uh teachers uh mango from the school compounds and get you know got chased by uh wild pigs and stuff it's back in a third world country where i used to live but 
in Canada, I, uh, I guess my brain works in a way that I cannot learn anything uh, textbook related stuff. So I always perform poorly in, um, in normal lectures, even in the lab. Um, but even that, even then, um, I was really lucky enough to take, um, you know, undergraduate honor course with, um, some of the really amazing uh, professors uh, from universities and, and got, uh, got my stuff published, which for something, you know, I never expected and get, I got to participate in a joint project international project between uh you know sfu one of the labs in sfu and one of the labs in uh in the maritime the university of uh, tokyo in japan so i got to travel to japan and uh do oh i got to travel to japan and did some you know research in japan which is my uh home country i have a japanese passport I don't feel like uh, Japanese, but uh, but even with all these experiences, when I got back from uh, Japan last year, it's really tough for me to find uh, jobs. You know, I wrote resumes, got checked. You know, I got my stuff checked with uh, um, professors and career services. Still, then you know, all I received was rejection. I think I applied to 300 uh, positions inside outside of Canada um, and things got to the point where I was really desperate you know I became financially desperate and I started scraping fish in a factory somewhere in Richmond where they sell um, <clears throat> they sell frozen tuna to all the sushi restaurants that you guys go um, if you guys go to one, any sushi restaurant um, and if you guys order, you know, tuna sashimi or tuna nigiri, um, that's the thing that I was <laughs> scraping, you know. Well, uh, I think people need to know that, you know, you're basically saying all the sushi in, in the lower mainland, BC. Pretty much, you can say that. Who knows, maybe some in some on the Vancouver Island side, but basically yeah uh anywhere in bc you can generalize that it's it's quite big apparently um yeah but, you know i was really desperate you know scraping so i ended up scraping fish um you know at one point um you know i had this really massive gnarly uh, existential crisis and thinking god you know what the fuck am i doing with my life and you know um things got so much worse than uh the time when i got back from japan that i almost lost my thumb almost got my head smashed by uh, frozen tuna um but still you know for some reason i just didn't want to give up well it makes sense right i i really needed money um I start and back then, you know, I used to live with my uh, ex-girlfriend and, you know, of course, the relationship does affect a uh, person's mental uh, status. So, you know, that that also um, 
they're slowly you know chipping away my I guess identity and my happiness I guess and when I finally broke up with her um, you know I decided to move out of the house decided to step up and get a new job so you know while I was skinning tuna I got to have two breaks and within those two break times I started you know sending resumes and cover letters to a lot of um, biotech companies and you know miracles does uh, miracles do happen you know I got invited for an interview with a startup company and um, on my birthday uh, which is uh, a week after the first interview uh, they offer me <laughs> the position and s since then I have been working with the company and you know they're really nice to me I get along with my boss really well you know we talk about a lot of nonsense and really funny dirty stuff um, but that's a sign that you know we both like each other and we both respect each other at work and I really really look up to my boss too he's uh, he's an amazing person and you know I want to think to I guess think like him um, which I'm pretty sure it's going to be really useful if I were to start my masters and eventually PhD and beyond yeah okay so now we know kind of like your story um a little bit at least the past couple of years or you kind of brief it so that's good now how will you say people can leverage their time in university to actually find a job in in the sciences like you were um, you were pretty active, so kind of describe what your activities were and like what activities were the main reason you got hired as a biologist. Um, the thing is, you know, I I personally I personally think that you need to have a certain level of passion. You know, how much do you love about what you do, and how much you want to you know commit or invest your time and effort and even your life into you know what you are studying um, you know I learned that from one of uh, our best friends Miguel and my best friend um, he was really he's, he's studying uh, mathematics and he's a really bright person and you know he really changed the way I uh, see about things and how I want to, you know, pursue my career in uh, in science. Um, so I started uh, kind of like harassing <laughs> uh, professors and, you know, constantly asking, hey, is there any volunteering opportunity? I'll do anything. Well, uh, before you continue, what do you actually mean by harassing professors? <laughs> Basically uh, sending emails after emails and say hey uh you know i, I want to talk to you and i want to do volunteer with you or i want to even do part-time job you know i want to work as a part-time uh, say technician in your lab and keep saying that until you know they basically told me that uh, they basically tell me to shut the hell up <laughs> you know which fortunately none of them you know told me to shut the hell up but so you never stopped I, I never stop um, and also there are a lot of uh, great opportunities like work studies 
and bursaries, you know, I was really as relying on that. Um, I didn't do co-op, um, although <clears throat> co-op is a great opportunity. You know, I was I wasn't smart enough basically to do a co-op. Um, uh, I would say at one point things just got out of control. I started, you know, asking people outside of university and say, "Hey, can I work in your lab?" Or, "Hey, can I, you know, participate in this research?" Or, or "Hey, can I volunteer in this project?" Um, and you know, that's how I gain a lot of uh, technical. Uh, experiences and also some uh, soft skills that I'm uh, currently utilizing them uh, in the biotech company I'm working. Mm. That sounds interesting. Like as a, as a business student, it is sometimes difficult to, um, to, you know, like understand like the struggle that people that, that work in the, or like study in the sciences go through because like also we we see a lot of engineers and a lot of mathematicians uh, going through them um, but usually engineers have an easy time to, uh, at getting a job it's just um, sometimes I think the problem is different for engineers because they I mean there's a lot of jobs available but there are a lot of engineers uh, as well so like it gets really hard and very competitive. But with the sciences, it almost feels like there's a lot of scientists and very few jobs. So it is very competitive, but um, yeah, it's just like the, there is just less jobs in general. And, you know, I think that can be a bit disappointing after you finish your degree because, you know, you just got a degree that you probably won't use if if you don't have the will to pursue your studies so it's a little bit sad and for business students uh, something similar happens sometimes but since we have very general knowledge uh, you can see a lot of business students working in different areas of business and therefore it kind of seems like oh yeah well you're you're working in something aligned to your degree right but i think a lot of scientists get these kind of jobs too you know like uh, logistics and you know operations things like that uh things that you can learn on the job but yeah like i uh it is it really is a an interesting topic um you also have another thing that i admire a lot a lot from you and this is your ability to budget basically well enough so that you have I don't know, like you, you do have a way of getting enough money to to do everything you need, including your leisure, and you do it in a way that you are completely happy with. So, like you go surfing like three or four times a year. You, how many? Usually one, just one? No way. Usually one. <laughs> no. Um, well, definitely there are. The you know there are a number of uh, years where I went to Tofino multiple times to surf, but generally um, you know I'm, I only take people to Tofino once. But you every go year. more often. Yeah, and I really want to go 
as many times as possible now that I have my surfboard. <laughs> yeah, so like this is kind of the point. You have a surfboard, you have... Is it like um, like water? Like is it like um, what you're drinking? Is it like um, how do you call this? Carbonated water. Carbonated water. Yeah. Okay. So you made it today? No, no, no. I didn't. This is just regular water. Okay. Um, I I only make whenever I well if I have enough dry ice in the lab. Okay. Cool. So yeah, uh, coming back to the trip uh, to sorry coming back to to hobbies so for those of you who do not know Rio he he has a he has pretty interesting hobbies and I mean interesting because in Canada they they may not be all attached to one person but uh, he has them all in, in one so it's pretty cool he goes fishing he has um, a passion for surfing and he also likes to record uh, fish under the water and that's pretty cool and he has equipment to do all of that and some people i think with very high salaries will struggle to have everything uh to to do that and he manages to do that with you know an entry-level salary and i always i always found that very how would you say this kind of admirable and impressive because people will make excuses and he also has enough money to save uh, right i hope so <laughs> well my i think what you can right now tell people and like i mean my question here is like where what do you think is the most important part uh, as as a young professional to to get their shit together to get uh things together like you know have enough money for food, uh, shelter, and leisure, and also, you know, have enough to save for the future in case of an emergency? Well, um, you know, if you really, as, as if you have this certain financial goal, I would say, you know, go and achieve it, uh, whatever it takes, um, you know, try to save and only I only focus on things that I truly love and, you know, surfing is definitely one of them. You know, I can't live without surfing. I cannot imagine a life without surfing or even fishing or spearfishing um, that, you know, it, it's not me. And that that is why it's, you know, it's worth spending money and you know, bringing people to Tofino and te you know, teaching them how to surf, filming them with my GoPro. Um, that's something I truly love to do. And, you know, I've been doing it for the past, uh, Jesus, um, past four years, four or five years. And I think it's truly worth it, you know. But like, what, the, what techniques would you suggest? I mean, because we know that it is crazy and like and we know that it is worth it but like for example um i know a lot of people who love you know they would love to save enough to get a car and to go for vacations once a year and mm -hmm. you know like visit europe or asia and and at the end of the year i mean you hear them making these plans at the beginning 
or at the end of the year and you see them uh, like six months later and nothing has been done really and then six another six months and they are doing the same new year's resolution again so i mean without accomplishing it right so like you have really accomplished what you are looking for right um and i think the amount of money that you get as a salary i mean it helps to have a high a high salary but uh, i think there is another factor that not a lot of people really talk about and without it doesn't matter how much money you make you you really won't get there so what will that factor be and how how do you usually achieve your goal uh, your financial goals and your your personal life goals in general Ooh. <laughs> really uh you know sounds it, it's easy to listen but it's something really hard to uh, answer it for me i guess um because i think you know a lot of people uh, including those who are listening to this podcast, they have different, you know, opinions. They have different way of answering that question, um, and I totally respect that. Um, my mentor once uh, said, "You know, it's all about uh, determination," and that's that's the only thing that's been driving me. You know, determination and conviction, and I set my mind to it. I'll do it no matter what. That's something that my dad is good at. And I think, you know, I got that from my dad. And I'm pretty stubborn about, you know, leaving stuff half-assed done. So, you know, I'll, whatever it takes, you know, I will uh, achieve that. And surf trip is like that too. Even, even minor stuff. You know, today I'm going to study um, three subjects. You know, it's going to be six hours studying process, but I'll do it, you know. And sure, like, it may not go according to how you plan, but at least you did it. You learned something. If you learn slight thing, just a tiny thing or terminology, if you understand it, you know, that's something. You know, it's better than nothing, you know. Um, and, you know, if you multiply zero with any number, it's zero, but if you multiply one with any number, it, be, you know, becomes that number. Um, it just a matter whether you are zero or one. Um, so like what, what this means will, will be that... You know, if you do nothing, if there's no input put into into your goals, then there's not going to be any real results. And the more input there is, then there will be more results. Absolutely. Um, you know, taking action is, uh, I agree, taking action is very difficult. You know, when you set your mind to it, actually starting to do, to take action, to trying to accomplish the goal is very difficult um but once you once you start it you know once you start doing it um uh, it's it's not as difficult as you you know 
as you think. It's not as intimidating as it looks. Um, yeah, but like, for example, like, when I know that you budget a lot, right? Right? So like you're budgeting, um, let's say, like you get some some sort some amount of money paid. So like, walk us through the technique. Like how do you determine how much money you're gonna use in food? Obviously there are fixed costs, right? Like rent right. and transportation, right? Those are fixed. Yeah. And those ones won't change. But I think one of the big issues a lot of people have, and I've seen it in many different circumstances and many different times, that people uh, struggle with the variable cost, like eating out and, for example, buying more groceries than usual. It seems like you have managed to standardize your variable cost in a way, almost like, like an organization will do. And you're able to say, okay, I'm going to spend, um, you know, this much for rent and this much for food in general. And then I'm going to eat outside maybe like once a week or something. And you kind of know what the price of that will be. And uh, you have like some outliers, like for example, I'm going to buy um, fishing rod or whatever, whatever it is that you need for your hobby, right? And those ones will be truly outliers because they don't happen often. But when they happen, they do, you know, they, they bring the average spending kind of like outside of the normal mean. Yeah. mean. So uh, they're, they're kind of the thing that I always found admirable is that. So how do you, how do you come about temptation? Because, I mean, you're outside, you're hungry. And then you're like, fuck, I need to eat. Temptation is real. Yes. Um, it sucks. It makes me feel like shit. You know, when I see a friend of mine going to Tofino with, you know, cars, he has cars and drives to Tofino to surf and say, hey, dude, the waves, are, the waves are so good. And I really want to strangle that person. I'm like, you bastard, man, because you have a car. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's really tempting, um, definitely. Um, but it just a matter of, you know, how you, um, how you take it, I guess. Um, something like surfing, well, this really varies in people, but, you know, because I organize surf trip once a year, because it's a rare event, uh, you know, I really feel the true value of the event and also because I barely eat out um, obviously I want to eat sushi you know more frequently uh, but because I don't and when I eat it say once a month I do feel you know they, they do taste good and feel it's worth it yeah and I think that's you know you kind of uh, you have to habituate, you know, make that as a habit. Um, and it takes time. Um, I've been doing that since 2014 when I started, uh, you know, when I started attending uh, SFU. Um, it sucks. <laughs> but now, um, you know, I can, I'm, I'm, I am starting to see uh, the result. 
you know, I feel really good about it. Would you say that you're reaping the benefits of your of your sacrifice at the moment? To some extent, you can say that. Um, but, you know, the more I save, you know, I feel I have this kind of a dopamine release that, yay, I saved this much, you know. I won against this much of temptation. <laughs> so then you see your... So you receive dopamine for doing the exact opposite of what people usually receive dopamine for. Yeah. Um, so people receive dopamine for going out and eat, you know, instant gratification, and you receive dopamine for resisting that that uh, temptation. Yes. In a way, you feel stronger than yourself yesterday. Yeah. So would that would that be then like a, you know, I mean, would that because you're talking about dopamine now. So would you say that then your brain is just wired a bit different? Well, you can see in a way that I'm a little bit cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I think what it all comes down to here, and like I think everybody has gotten it until now, um, is basically discipline. If you have discipline, you're going to get to your goals. And I obviously... Everybody knows this. I, I think I don't need to tell this to anyone, but you're kind of the guy with the most discipline I know. You know, you wake up at the same time every day, except some days, sometimes, but like, usually you're up uh, early every day and you arrive home at the same time and you do your prayers every day. You, you participate and volunteer in your the events for your, for your church. So, so like you have a habit, I mean, you have like a set of habits that you selected and I see that for you, it's incredibly difficult to deviate from them. So like, you don't really get out of the way to not do them. Um, and you're basically a man of habit and that, you know, every little step gets you just so much farther, you know, mm -hmm. it takes years to build that. And you're at the moment, I mean, in a place where you can build it. I mean, you have built something big, something that a lot of people with much higher salaries, higher status, you know, social status and stuff are not nowhere near to, mm -hmm. right? Um, you wear uh, basically the same clothing that I seen since the first year of university. Um, you know, I could distinguish you just by looking at the clothing. <laughs> I could distinguish you by looking at the shoes, man. I mean, part of it is because you you sometimes use one of the shoes I gave you before I went to Germany. So I'm still using them. Yeah, I changed all my shoes since I since that day, mm -hmm. and you still use the ones. But to be fair, I threw up. I threw out all my shoes in Germany because I couldn't bring them back to Vancouver. I mean. It was fucking bad, man. Like, the, those shoes were completely usable. Like, people could use them. There were still many, many miles that could be walked on these shoes. But I didn't have space in my in my luggage, so I had to throw them away. I tried to give them to someone, but they, did, they wouldn't... I, I think they picked them up, maybe. I don't know. But I remember I was like, damn, this is a waste of uh, clothing. But again, uh, you have done an amazing job at doing this. And I think that's why I wanted you to be the first guest in the podcast in general, because they, for those of you who do not know, uh, I recently 
I recently have uh, recorded a podcast called Effort, and basically it was just about what effort is and whether there is such a thing of putting um, too much effort or too little effort. And I thought, you know, me talking about it on my own was a bit dumb because for this kind of topic, I would like to have someone that puts a lot of effort and see if he thinks that's a lot of effort. In my opinion, that's a lot of effort, but maybe for him, that's just regular effort, right? So what do you think about that? Like, do you think that's a lot of effort? You're putting a lot of effort into your consistency? I mean, to me, it's not a big deal. It can be a really big deal to some people. And, you know, it the magnitude really um, it differs in individual, I guess. Uh, it's really difficult to normalize it, you know. Um, if there's a, if there is a way to normalize that, that would be great. Um, effort, you know, as my mom always says, you know, you put X amount of effort, you get X amount of result. Um, so if you really want to achieve, you know, the point or the things that you desire, you have to put equal amount of effort into it. Um, I've been following that, you know, just simple command. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I I got that same thing from, from my professor once, you know, like, you know, so there's so much input that goes in and so much output that comes out, right? So you cannot expect certain out, uh, certain output without the input. Um, but I think there is actually such a thing as putting too much effort, like doing too much. And, and the way I will describe it is, or I don't know if I will describe it, but like the way I see it is usually you know, if you put too much effort into into something, usually it comes to the detriment of other areas of your life. So like, or like of your work. So mm -hmm. for example, if you're putting too much effort in the gym so that you lose all this weight that you gain some one sometime in your life and you're really tired of it. And you let's say that, you know, you do three hours of exercise every day but as a consequence, you're completely tired throughout the day. You cannot really perform at work. Your, your, your attention lags. And also your, your food habits start to, to be inconsistent. You know, your, your hunger spikes. And then maybe you actually get to lose the weight, but um, your body deteriorates. And, you know, you start losing your nails. <laughs> like, there's a guy, um, I mean, I, there is a guy that everybody loves. His name is David Goggins, and I admire him too. But I, I saw a picture of his nails, uh, you know, like his toes, actually, a mm -hmm. picture of his feet in general. And then he didn't have nails or like he didn't have a nail in like a few in a few toes. So you can imagine, like, I think that's a bit of an example of putting too much effort although he's a badass and he's like an example for people who cannot get out of bed yeah. i think um to the rest of people who are uh regular people and have regular lives this will be an example of just putting too much effort so there are there there is like 
uh, I think this spectrum where you you put too little effort and what that means to me is basically there are a few key things that you need to do to uh, before uh, you need to do to accomplish something right yeah. to mm -hmm. to go to class mm -hmm. you may be going to all classes paying attention to all classes and um, doing all your homeworks taking notes and basically uh, just attending to the to the exams and doing them right that's kind of like the the minimum requirement now you want to go a little bit of the extra mile and uh, put in a lot a lot more effort so you can take triple notes which is do your readings before class take notes on that um, then listen to, to class and take notes or refine your notes uh, during class and then while you're reviewing after class like uh, like a day or so after class then you you summarize everything and put it into very concise notes right that's a strategy that some people recommend and now you have gone through the thing three three times before you even start studying for the thing on um before you start studying for the thing um before the final or the midterm so yeah um that's kind of my opinion on like you know going the extra mile so now an example of putting too much effort and i think a lot of people do that especially in first year is you spend eight hours every day in the library studying for the same subject that's making you crazy <laughs> and and you're like reading the book the same i mean you're reading the book basically every day um taking all, reading all the chapters uh, before the the second week of classes and do that for all the for all the classes available so you're studying uh, effectively every day at all times and then you eat poorly you 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 gain 15 pounds right i mean that's common like there is like the 15 pounds freshman or whatever which um is like people that gain 15 pounds in the in the freshman year that's as heavy as the salmon i caught two weeks ago yeah so just imagine like you can see that um this is a real um a real thing like people are putting just too much effort into it and and then by the time they are graduating then they have a shitty a shitty life because they haven't worked they haven't made friends they studied a lot they got a few a's right they got really good gpa and then they are ready to go to masters and at the time they are ready to go to masters they realize they don't have any friends i mean i've seen that happening man um i don't know if you have but like i've seen it too um yeah um you know, if I were to do masters, I really want to enjoy uh, masters and PhD. You know, um, at that point, I'm, you know, I'm going to. Well, I'm not going to give shit about time. You know how long it takes. As long as I get what I want in I end, as long as I can enjoy, it, that's what it all matters to me. Um, you know, it sounds very selfish and sounds kind of uh, sounds kind of dumb for some people, but you know that's also like part of my rules, too. So, so you're not gonna put too much effort into the masters. 
No, I definitely want to put a lot of effort into it. Uh, it's because. But uh, you're not gonna go, you know, in you're not gonna put so much effort that it will destroy other areas of your life. No, I, I hope not. I hope that's not going to happen. Um, I don't know what it, you know, what it's like to be in master program. You know, I talk with people and their opinions. They, uh, you know, they defer. Uh, some people, you know, they say, man, master sucks. And some people you know, say, this is the best thing, you know, um, best thing ever. And, you know, I can't really, can't really decide on, unless and until I try it. Um, but, you know, if I do master, which I will, and I'm going to, you know, I determined to do it. Um, I really want to enjoy it. I really want to make great memories with professors. Um, you know, create a lot of dramas and create a lot of uh, memories. To the point where you just dream about them as if you're watching a TV series about your life. And that's the kind of things, you know, I'm imagining. Or more like I'm fantasizing. <laughs> when I was in, in like first year or second year, I remember... Um, so I remember in my in my first semester, I actually didn't really put a, a lot of effort. Like I thought I was putting effort, but I wasn't. Like at the moment I was like, you know, like having fun with friends and stuff, um, studying sometimes. Or like I, 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 I studied every day, but I did not study efficiently. And it was kind of like two hours a day review and you know try to understand things and usually I wasn't like actually uh, learning and then in my second semester I, I was like okay I need to change something so then I went to the other other extreme then I was in the library every day putting too much effort I think that's when I realized there is such a thing as putting too much effort because I was doing so much and then I gained weight that in that semester like I gained a lot of weight um, I, I, my mental health was not good at all. Um, in terms of my personal life, I was tired of like, you know, seeing the same people and I don't think I, I was hanging out as much and, and then summer came and I feel like in summer I was like, okay, I think I got it. And I remember in summer I took a, a class with the same professor I took a class in in the first semester and in the first semester the the professor I think he just didn't think I was anything special he was just like oh this is just a regular guy and he told me in my third semester of the first year saying something like man I think you just became a much better student so like yeah like you know you you become you become better uh, as time goes and and then i took another class with him like four semesters four semesters later and he was like well every time i see you you'll get better and like you know he it seems like every time you you do something and then you're failing in some way you you improve and i, I think that's something that university gives you like it, it allows you to fail it allows you to to just be better so that's my insight into like effort you know you just 
try to find a balance uh, don't destroy your entire life for a particular one i see often university students saying like oh i have to i have to kill my social life to get this done or i have to kill my my time in in the gym or mm -hmm. i cannot hang out with friends and go to the gym and study at the same time and you can i think you can um if you're doing it with enough discipline and a very good schedule i think you can do it one thing that really helps me is to you know like sometimes uh, get rid of my phone you know i put it in the kitchen or something and then come back to my computer and then just start reading and i'm like okay i, I don't have my phone um, sometimes i put this uh, kind of lock on social media apps in in my phone in, in my computer but i find that a bit it doesn't really work for me because then i can disable them really quick yeah. one click and i can disable them right and and so i just make it hard for me to obtain the phone because one click is very different to having to stand up open the door then walk all the way to the kitchen then finding the phone because i sometimes don't remember where i put it and then by the time i find the phone then i'm like i, have to, I really just want to go back to study right <laughs> so um i think that's a better strategy so find analog strategies you know like don't find digital strategies first i think the analog st strategies work a bit better and remember why you're why you're doing them i think before you even start something um ask yourself why you're doing something five times like why am i going to university or why am i going to study what i'm what i'm registering for in university you know if you're studying business why ask yourself why so like why do you study uh biology well because that i always wanted to study it's, you know that's kind of thing i love to do i want to become a marine biologist and you know explore the ocean you know discover things that no nobody has ever seen that it's always uh, you know that kind of thing is always stuck in myself and every time i read about you know science paper i you know as a hobby um it's kind of creepy and weird but you know that's me um you know this passion just stuff this you know coming up like fountains you know and i really enjoy that feeling and then and that's why i love studying about biology and, and why and why yeah why do you feel why do you get that feeling of of like uh you know, emotional feeling when you're reading the papers. I feel like I'm getting closer to the goal, um, you know, step by step by discovering or like learning something that cannot be learned on textbook or like in lecture or anything because mm. that's someone's research. And then, you know, I can expand my ideas. Well, he did this research. How about this? And that leads to new ideas. And then once I reach a dead end, then I can make new ideas and, you know, I'll be the first guy to do this project and, you know, publish paper about it. You know, just, I, I think about it or more like I fantasize about it. <laughs> it and, and why does that matter? It really, it definitely, you know, it makes me feel that, you know, achieving the goal or like, you know, my dream of becoming marine biologist and do things that I want to do is possible, you know, 
it really encourages me to you know not to give up on what i am doing right now um you know that's why you know those things <laughs> uh matter yeah, and me. why why does that feeling of like feeling that is possible is important why is it important well because without that i don't have any passion and i don't i don't think i you know i'll be studying biology i'll be just or like i'll be finding anything to study with i just if i don't have any passion i i'm just you know floating in the void you know what am i doing here what is my life and just stuck in this loop of questions and that's why you know the passion is the it's like the major core uh, energy source for what i am doing right now um in terms of you know my career and what i want to learn about things i think mm. um, so i asked you why four times and i know <laughs> yeah so i know it's annoying like it is like a kid asking you for you know why 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 all the time and you're just like shut up kid but um it is important that you're like that kid before you start anything important in your life especially for university students uh, or like new entry people um it is important like freshmen they need to ask themselves why why am i gonna incur this debt this debt forever basically because that's that's a real that's a reality people get like $200,000 in debt and they have to pay it um, within a certain amount of time. Otherwise, they start incurring uh, interest and that mm -hmm. and those interests compound forever, basically. I mean, I know people that are very old, they, they still have debt, <laughs> like student debt. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I asked professor to, you know, like why so many times until he he told me to shut up <laughs> but that's one of the outliers you know i really did not know what you know what he meant although he was expecting me to understand but you know i'm not that smart enough man so i asked him you know so many why hmm. yeah well yeah in general it is just important to ask why i think uh especially I mean, for small decisions, maybe not, but for big decisions, anything that can impact your future, uh, do it. And, you know, you'll probably get a really good answer because one, if you ask yourself um, once, you may, you probably will have an answer, a really quick one. And then you, you do it twice and then it's kind of a bit slower, but still pretty quick. By the time you get to third, uh, to the third time, or to the fourth time, it's gonna be a bit annoying that you don't really have an answer. And and that should tell you that there's something wrong. And if you if you don't manage to get to the fourth without uh, with a proper answer to, to something, then either do nothing or or search for that answer or just look for a better thing to do. I think that's my advice and I think this episode has been quite illustrative and thank you Rio for coming to to my room and yeah. and record this podcast. Um I thought I thought um yeah you'll be the best first guest in this podcast. So 
Thanks a lot. Well, I am. I'm honored. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm really honored to be here. You know, we. It's our first time, you know, doing this. Like something like podcast, uh, we've never done anything like this. Yeah, we we've never done anything like this. <laughs> I mean, like, we have, we have done videos, I think. Yeah, well, all right. The the Victoria trip that was that was great. You know that uh, sort of a semi documentary stuff we. <laughs> You know, we made that was great. That was fun time, and I really enjoyed doing that. I think that's the only stuff, isn't it? I don't um, remember anything else. <laughs> I think we have done something else, but okay. not entirely sure. Uh, I mean, we've known each other since twenty fourteen, so there are many things that we probably did. I mean, we perform in in public like <laughs> so many many times. Many times. <laughs> it's easier to get viewers when you perform in public. You know, like you just put yourself in front of them, but. In here, I don't, I don't know when our first viewers will come to the <laughs> rescue. <laughs> they can't even see our faces. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they can't, but they can hear our beautiful voices. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much. I hope you guys like everything about this podcast. If you didn't, well, too bad. Um, I will, <laughs> I will post this on Spotify and and YouTube and also the Facebook page. Oh. And I will I will try to make little segments in yeah for Facebook and Instagram. So stay tuned in all of these social media accounts. And yeah, just be ready and sync you know, keep synchronizing for the rest of my time doing podcasts. Um kudos to everybody. Bye bye. You don't wanna say bye? Alright, goodbye. <laughs>